Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to sport our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. Here at The Next Reel, we've been passionately discussing movies week after week since 2011. That's a lot of movies and a lot of conversation. Sure is, Pete. And to be honest, it's a lot of work, too. But it's work that we love. If you've been enjoying our show, we'd like to remind you that there are ways to support us, even if you're not able to become a member just yet. You might have heard us talk about our new watch page, where we've listed every movie that we've talked about paired with Amazon or Apple links to rent or buy the movie. Now we'd like to introduce you to our Originals page. Let's take a trip down memory lane, Andy. Do you remember what the first film we discussed on The Next Reel was that was an adaptation? Uh, well, let's see. It wasn't, obviously, our Indiana Jones series, because those were all original. Uh, then we did Charlie Kaufman. Uh, oh, of course, it was Adaptation uh, from Susan Orlean's Orchid Thief. Exactly. We have covered quite a few adaptations over the years, and now we're providing a way for our listeners to delve into the original source material. That's right. Just head over to thenextreel.com slash originals, and you can see the list of all the adaptations that we have discussed. From our David Fincher series, featuring The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, The Social Network, Zodiac, Benjamin Button, and Fight Club. To our Paranoia trilogy with The Parallax View and All the President's Men. We have covered a variety of adaptations. Those were some great discussions, especially Fight Club. And let's not forget our baseball series with The Natural and Field of Dreams, adapted from Shoeless Joe. And Up in the Air and Thank You for Smoking. So many memorable conversations. Absolutely. And you know what's exciting? Each purchase you make through our links doesn't cost you any extra, but a percentage goes to support the next reel in our family of shows. You can support us while diving deeper into these fantastic stories, whether it's the paper, audiobook, or Kindle version. We've also included plays and movies. If they were the source, we've put it on there. So what are you waiting for? Head to thenextreel.com slash originals, support the next reel, and get your next great read today. I'm off to reread Fight Club. Now, where did I put my Kindle? I'm Pete Wright. And I'm Andy Nelson. Welcome to The Next Reel. When the movie ends, our conversation begins. 
in just a matter of seconds, you're going to hear a classic episode of this show from back in the day when we called ourselves Movies We Like. It took us a while to settle into the show's format, so you'll notice some differences as you listen to these episodes. For instance, it takes us a bit of time to actually get into the conversation about the movie. Things like that. But we're still proud of the conversations about the movies themselves, and we think they're worth keeping in the library. So enjoy these episodes from our back catalog. And you can become part of our Discord community, learn more about the show, and find out how you can become a supporting member at thenextreel.com. So thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to The Next Reel. We appreciate your time and attention, and we hope you enjoy the show. I'm not sure, I'm not sure how, to, how to do it. Well, we'll do one, two, three, beat, and that's when you'll hit record, and then we'll say it. So it'll be like, or three, two, one. So it'll be like three, two, or we can not say one. We go three, two, hello. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll just try it. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready too. Count me in. All right. Three, two, hello. How'd that work? Okay. I hope it worked. Okay. <laughs> you tell me, was it awesome? It I, sounded good on my end. It sounded really, really strong on my end. Might have been a little hot. Might yes. have been a little hot. A little enthusiastic, and that might it have burned burned us. a little bit on the high end. Yeah, it, it is us. So it's it's okay <laughs> if it's a little hot, right? <laughs> good time. Oh, good times. How was your week? My week was strong. Yes, was strong. Yeah, you know, I well, it was strong. It was, it was. Uh, I had, I had sick kids. I was telling you, I had a kid who uh, I think ate too many waffles, mm. and uh, on the way to the car, just did a just exploded all over himself in the car and everything. It was, it was horrific. It was really nope. terrible. Nobody ever wants that. That's no, it's, it, you're trapped in the car, and that was, you know, I wasn't even driving. I just had the part of the cleanup. <clears throat> to bat to clean up I, my poor wife was actually stuck with i have had it happen before same kid uh, on our way to camp that was the worst i was supposed to drop him off and his sister off at camp and he threw up all over himself in the car it was terrible that part hey. yeah i so it, you know it was good i um i'm trying to think i didn't get out uh actually since we as we 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 talked actually fairly recently so i i uh I haven't been out to see anything since we last spoke. I uh, I have seen something. What did you see? I, I will admit I saw it before before we last spoke. I just forgot. <laughs> I saw it, <laughs> uh, which is I should have remembered because I really loved it. But um, my wife and I went and saw Chronicle. Uh, you did? Yeah. Totally. What'd you think? I loved it. I thought it was a fantastic film. Um, it was, it really took the, uh, that found footage style of filmmaking and did something new and unique with it that I just really, really enjoyed. That is so great. Yeah. So definitely, if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. You know, uh, okay. I'm definitely going to see, I see, I had written it off, uh, because it seemed like it seemed in the vein of twilight with better marketing. Oh, so I thought I would, I would rent it. It's so much better than that. It's good on the big screen, too, I hear. Yeah, it's great on the big screen. It's fun to see. 
uh, and like I said, just the way that they use the cameras in this, because, you know, it's like Cloverfield or the Blair Witch Project, one of those films where it's all shot through cameras that the the different primary characters are using. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we're just watching it, like, you know, supposedly much later. But it's done in a style where, you know, these three guys basically develop superpowers after um, encountering this mysterious thing under the ground. And they can start, like, levitating themselves and levitating things around. And so one of the things that the antagonist starts levitating is the camera. And so you've got these great conversations with him and, you know, other people where the camera now, instead of just having it like somebody holding it, filming the other person, it's actually able to like fly around them and get oh. like these great shots and everything. What a and, great, like, what a great vehicle for introducing creativity into a found, uh, a found footage film. Well, like, and it does, and it doesn't even stop there. Like it jumps to other people. Like there's this girl doing a video blog. It jumps to her camera. Later in the film, it jumps to security cameras. So you start mm -hmm. seeing actions through any camera that's out there. At one point, it even starts jumping to all these different people's phones and just any oh, sort of that's like great. iPad, iPod sort of device that has a camera in it. It's just oh, really that's very cool. Yeah, it gave them so much flexibility as to what they were doing when they made it. I just, it, I, I really loved it. Um, had it compared to some other uh, of the big found footage films, uh, Cloverfield. You know, uh, I Blair think it's Witch. right. I think it's right up there. And in fact, I was thinking that one of these days we should do a little uh, found footage series. Oh, totally. I would love some to. Of the, the great ones, you know, and uh, I, I think that when they're done well, I think they really work. So I think it's uh, I think that would be a fun series to do. Those are so the only three I can think of right now. What are some other big ones I'm missing? Quarantine. Oh, yeah. I, I love I think I yeah. told you about that one years ago. Yeah. Um, and actually, Quarantine is a remake of a Spanish film called Wreck, I believe, which actually has two sequels I haven't seen. Hmm. Um, and actually I was looking online. I mean, there are so many found footage films. There's a, the, the last exorcism was one that came out, uh, I think last year, the year before. And then there was a really recent exorcism one that just came out like the last month. And mm. I can't remember what it's called. It got really poor reviews, but it actually did amazing in the, the box office opening weekend. Very so, cool. No, I'm, I think that's great. We should totally add that to the big list. Yes, yes. Uh, well, I did, I forgot, I think I said last time we talked that I had started The Lincoln Lawyer. Oh, right. Yeah, I yeah. finished it. I finished oh, it. Oh, good. Yeah, you know, second half, better than the first. Yeah, it's it's not a horrible movie. I, I am, what's his name? Uh, I've already forgotten. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Man, yeah. I, it's easy to get tired of that guy. <laughs> He's so smug. Like, there are good-looking guys, and there are good-looking guys who are Matthew McConaughey smug. Yeah. He just knows it. But you know what? Have you ever seen Frailty? Yes. That is a movie where uh, Matthew McConaughey really does something different, and I like it so yeah. much when he does that. Like, that one and Lone Star, you know, he's he's done that not a whole lot, but but when he does, I think that's when he stands out for me. 
All right. All right. No, I'll give that to you. But it, I think more he is the type of Matthew McConaughey, you know, Southern lawyer. Or uh, 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 preacher mm. from uh, Contact. I liked that. Oh, yeah. That, I liked I that. I, that, I that was strong. That yeah. yeah, he was great in that one. Yeah. Uh, what are we? So what are we doing tonight? Do you know? We're starting our little... Uh, uh, our series, I guess. We're... <laughs> is it a series? <laughs> well, it is. That a, we're it's... actually we're starting a trilogy of two films <laughs> <laughs> because the third one has yet to be made. I I just learned this. I actually did not know that yes. we're going to do the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy, uh. which is uh, um, Cornetto is a British. Um, it's like corn it's, nuts. No, it's not corn nuts. No? It's uh, those those. You know, those Bugles? frozen, those yeah. frozen ice cream cones that are like, you know, dipped in, what do you call those? Drumsticks. Drumsticks. Drumsticks over I here. I thought they were a, a paper snack, like a ricey, crispy snack. No, I would, the only reason that I knew that is because I, uh, I heard them talking about it on the commentary and I, I finally figured out what they were talking about. Wow. Now I would like a Cornetto. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? So, uh, the three flavors Cornetto trilogy, um, um, penned so eloquently um, by Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg is the trilogy making made up of Shaun of the Dead, which we're going to talk about tonight, the w lovely 2004 rom-zom-com. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we'll follow, follow it up gotta, next week. <laughs> I gotta look for that, though. What Really? Rom-zom-com. Rom it is a thing. Yeah. People have been I, I, saying that. It's great. And then we're going to follow it up with Hot Fuzz from 2007. And then one day, I I hear that it may be 2014 is when this will be made. They're going to, The third of the trilogy is called The World's End. And each of these films features a different flavor Cornetto. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is... Uh, um, it is... The color of which, the ice cream flavor color of which is appropriate for the film. So Shaun of the Dead, it's a red strawberry Cornetto because of the blood. So What what color is it in Hot Fuzz? In Hot Fuzz, it's blue. It's the classic flavor, I guess, because of <laughs> cops, you know? And World's End is green mint chocolate chip. And I'm not quite sure what that's going to be about. Wow, Money, I would maybe. love some mint chocolate chip right now. <laughs> so Shaun of the Dead uh, I'm going to the Urban Dictionary to look up uh, Rom Zomcom and it turns <laughs> out that it is in a genre that uh, includes only itself and the Christopher Moore book The Stupidest Angel <laughs> and so it is a genre that only includes one movie and one book <laughs> that's fantastic which says opportunity that's right <laughs> But what's oh. even funnier is, you know, you're you're looking at, uh, at, you know, today was the big day where Google, you know, did its whole thing where they uh, united all their uh, privacy policies, you know. So oh. the stuff you search for is now going to help define what, I don't know, what locations show up when you search Google Maps. I, I don't know. But anyway, the ad that shows up on Urban Dictionary for me, when I search for Rom Zomcom, it's a Google uh, ad, and it's uh, from funny t-shirts hoodies and bags at Noisebot, and the t-shirt that comes up is a stick figure in kind of a cheerleader yay position and the slogan is i poop today 
<laughs> Yay. <laughs> I pooped today. <laughs> I don't know what that says about Shaun of the Dead or Me you. Or Google. <laughs> but it's fantastic. And it yeah, it's good. I pooped today. That's really, really <laughs> flavorful in the uh, sticking with Cornetto. So, so <laughs> flavorful. Uh, oh yes. So Shaun of the Dead. For those who have not seen it, can you can you talk about uh, what it's uh, what Shaun of the Dead is about? Yes, Shaun of the Dead. The story of a man having a rough relationship with his stepfather Philip. A uh, and having a really hard time figuring out how to do something with his life and move forward in his relationship with his girlfriend, Liz, um, ends up kind of walking through life as his own zombie, only to realize that the zombie apocalypse has happened and now he has to save his mother and his stepfather, or at least attempt to, along with his ex-girlfriend, now Liz, and her two flatmates as they try to make it to the Winchester, the pub where... They always like to hang out. Well, he likes to hang out, which is why his girlfriend dumped him. <laughs> so that's, I guess, the long and the short of it. <laughs> the The film uh, costs roughly. Now you're going to check me with your secret uh, secret access. Uh, roughly five million dollars to make. Yes, which I think that looks about right compared to the movies we've been talking about. Is quite a bargain. Yeah, this was when they made this, it was their first film. And so, you know, as for all intents and purposes, they said it was a very low budget film. I mean, five million is I would love to have five million to go make a film. But Seriously. for them, it was, it was low budget. Um, it, this is a group of people who um, I think most of them probably came from the British sitcom Spaced, which they had created after watching friends and they felt you know friends was kind of you know doing for an age that they didn't really feel like they fit into like they never talked about things that they talked about as 20 year olds mm -hmm. so they created this whole new friends type of show called spaced with people who actually acted like 20 year olds and sat around <laughs> talked about you know referenced <laughs> movies and played video games and and watched bad television what is so so this is what's so brilliant about uh hulu plus is that in fact uh spaced is available here to us on hulu because hulu can't get any of the you know a lot of the really good u.s shows so they get all these great bbc shows and so you we can actually watch i'm gonna watch it i'm adding it to my key have you ever seen it have you ever watched I, space no i'm very jealous because i don't have hulu plus and it's not on netflix so i can't watch space i might just i'm gonna have to get hulu plus just so i can start watching all these british shows that we keep referencing like yeah. the one you talked about misfits last oh misfits, it's fantastic right. yeah uh and that's what this this reminds me a lot of uh it's that same sort of vibe um, well, okay. So, uh, low budget film, mm -hmm. uh, performed arguably very well, ended up making uh, over 30 million in the box office, uh, and received really well. Right. And people really like this movie. Yeah. It got, uh, uh, you know, on, on Rotten Tomatoes, 91% Metacritic. It got a 76, uh, 76 out of a hundred. So for all, for for everybody, I mean, I think the vast majority of critics, they really liked it. I think, um, you know, a couple of the reviews, one of the BBC said side splitting, head smashing, gloriously gory 
horror comedy that will amuse casual viewers and delight genre fans. And then Peter Bradshaw said, it boasts a script crammed with real gags, and I love this bit, and is pacily directed. <laughs> and nicely acted. Pacily. I, wow. I didn't know that was a word, especially coming out of a critic's mouth. But there you go. Uh, so what is it about this movie that, that really shines for you? Like when you think of Shaun of the Dead, if someone were to say, what is it that you really like? If someone like me were to say sometime like now, what do you think? Uh, what, what really stands out and shines for you for, for Shaun of the Dead? Why did it do so well? What would you say if that were to happen? I think the the reason it works so well is because as you watch the film, it, yes, it's a comedy. It's a, a zombie film. It's a horror comedy. But the it's it's very clear right from the start, like literally the music that plays as the credits, as the, uh, the company logos play, um, is a piece from Dawn of the Dead. It's clear that this is a story, a, a zombie, not quite a spoof, but you know, a zombie film made by fans and, and people who understand the genre, who really know the genre of, of zombie films and horror films. They know the conventions. They play to all those conventions while at the same time constantly maintaining just very clever, sharp comedy all the way through. Yet, even with that, they still have big moments of gravitas that that keep you connected to these characters. So it's not just goofy funny. You know, they you have these moments like when, toward the end when Sean, his mother, becomes a zombie and he has to kill her. And you've got like this heartbreaking moment where he really has to deal with it, you know. And, and because of all of that, I think it just it stands out as a film made by fans who really understand the genre and love it and they wanted to do not just a spoof but an actual zombie film that was also funny i i think you're right i think it would be better with me kai pfeiffer <laughs> i think he makes everything better every zombie <laughs> movie better uh and ving rames i think the uh I, i'm a huge dawn of the dead fan uh, the remake. I really, I really enjoyed the remake. Did you like the original? Yeah, yeah, I did. But I, there was so much about the Zack Snyder, um, you know, kind of aesthetic that came to Dawn of the Dead that I that I really liked. But what I think, uh, you know, if we're talking about zombie movies, uh, you know, the zombie is typically the star, right? You go for the zombie. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I mean, are you with me so far? Sure. What I like so much about Shaun of the Dead, and the reason I think it it works so well, is that um, it, it is first and foremost. Uh, I, I think it would be it is first and foremost the romance, right? It first and foremost, it's about this guy trying to take control of his life. Right. I mean, that's what the story is about, and the cultural statement of the fact that you know we're already zombies. Everyone around you is already a zombie. Uh, you, you're working in this horrible place with the uh, selling appliances with a bunch of zombies. Whether or not they're actually trying to eat you, they're already <laughs> zombies. Right. Uh, and so it, it, the fact is, his fight to escape begins 
the moment the film begins, as he's looking out windows and he sees people dropping dead and he's looking and he sees a guy eating a pigeon, I mean, he, that might as well be a reflection of him without any of these extraordinary zombie kind of elements. And and I think, you know, it, you know if you take the zombies out of it, it ends up being a, a sort of a quaint little British, uh, you know, romance, uh, probably with, uh, you know, what's his name? Hugh. Uh, what's a hunky British guy's name who does all the movies? Grant. Yeah. Hugh Grant. Yeah. I mean, this could have been a Hugh Grant movie without the zombies. It would have been a Hugh Grant movie. Actually, you know what this is? I just figured it out. This is the British horror comedy version of fight club. (laughs) (laughs) And the zombies are really just Sean's Tyler Durden. (laughs) That's exactly what they are. We just figured it out. (laughs) Man, you totally brought it around. Oh, I did. Yay. Nailed it. Just crushed it. Uh, it, uh, so, but, but that was the, that was the thing that I liked so much about it because the zombies are sometimes, and this, this I thought was really artful. Some of the most interesting elements of, of this film, of what's going on on screen happen behind the scene, right? Behind mm-hmm. this, the, the primary subject of the scene, yeah. uh, where you're watching the deal with the, uh, the car crash. You're watching the, the, you know, what these, you know, before they're discovered as zombies are doing behind them. It, what they do to orchestrate the individual, um, frame, I thought was really great. It never, takes your uh takes your attention off the story of sean and liz right as they move through this crazy world and again try to take back the control uh but uh but it gives you such a an unbelievably complex kind of layer of both humanity and horror uh all at once in every scene i thought it was really great yeah it is and it's it's uh yeah it just like what you were saying, just the way that they tied it all in, um, in all aspects, you know, you're seeing when you watch it multiple times, and this is something else that lends to appreciate appreciating it over those multiple times, you Mm -hmm. start noticing all those things in the background. Like you notice that, you know, person walking down the street or the jogger who runs by in a shot. And then, you know, a few scenes later, you see the exact same shot and you see the jogger run by, but now he's not jogging. He's just running for his life because there's zombies (laughs) chasing him. You know, all those little things that you don't really catch the first time because it just kind of all zips by and you're paying attention, like you said, to the story up front. Well, and I think the transition is, um, I, I, that would be the, the, scene that strikes me as as uh, the most interesting right is is that transition from um awareness or, or ignorance of the fact that there are zombies and to awareness where he wakes up in the morning and takes the walk to the store and then right. back again um now i'm completely look, ignorant of the fact that the world's ignorant. now run, overrun by zombies <laughs> Uh, I'm actually looking for. I'm, I'm scrubbing through it because I think it wasn't a single cut, was it? Uh, no, it is. It's it a is single. A, it's a single take, right? No, I, no it's un- not. No, it's not. It does cut when he goes into the shop, I believe. But it's all done in the pretty much the same style as the very first time we see him walking through that thing, right. you know. And it just shows you how much of a zombie Sean has become in his own life. 
when the zombie apocalypse takes over, he doesn't even realize like when the bum is coming up to him to <laughs> attack him and eat him. He's just like, oh, sorry, mate. I don't have any. I didn't even have enough money to pay for my my uh, my drinks. Right. Nothing is abnormal. He's he's staring so attentively at the ground mm-hmm. uh, that no, it's still he's in the he's in the shot. It's still a single cut. Is it? Okay. It's really, and there are bloody handprints actually on the refrigerator door and he doesn't see them. And right? he almost, he slips in the blood. On yeah. The he slips in them, doesn't catch it. Right. I, that, I, I mean, the fact that his world has changed so much around him and he's, he's completely uh, ignorant of the fact uh, is, it's a really, um, it's, it's sort of a special lesson, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, and and I I think that uh, to go back to the house and to be flipping channels, and not uh, and and flip through all of the most important news that would have told him that the world is crumbling around you. Did did you catch what they did with that? Which I think is just genius. What part? What? As he, the where he's flipping channels. Mm-hmm. If you if you could just close your eyes and just listen to it while he flips the channels. Yeah. They're not. Yes, there are key things happening in each of those things, but it's designed in such a way. It totally reminds me of those Mad Magazine bits where, <laughs> where it's like if you <laughs> fold it in or something. No, not that one. But they would have this thing where it's like going from channel to channel. It was like a spread where it's just a picture of like twenty televisions, and it's like somebody changing <laughs> the channel. But it's like one sentence. Like when you read through the page, all the little bits as they change the channel turns it into instead of just a commercial for Dove soap. All of a sudden, it turns it into this like silly lascivious you know yeah. story or something like that and that's exactly what's happening with this where you know we hear them talking we hear the first news bite and said and then she ends with you know um and it's turned into a and then it cuts to uh the song panic on the streets of london you know <laughs> <laughs> and it just keeps cutting and then when it talks about like eating like catching them and eating them alive or something it cuts to like a nature video as these lions are, are tearing down apart a gazelle <laughs> yeah i mean it's done so fluidly and if and you don't even catch it right away the first time but ugh, it's so funny it's just so well done so sorry <laughs> i i totally interrupted you with, well no well. it made me think uh it, you know I, do you remember uh i guess this is a thing uh blackout uh poetry or redaction poetry i'm not sure what that is well, I I wasn't entirely sure about, uh, what it was either. I think I I know what it is. You know Zay Frank? Nope. You don't know Zay Frank? You didn't watch the show with Zay Frank? No. Oh. He's a mid-level internet celebrity and <laughs> he had a show every day he put on a he put on like a 5 to 10 minute kind of interactive entertainment piece on his website. Became very popular. He only did it for 365 days. He's kind of a musician and jack of all trades, inventor, coder. Um, and he's bringing back a show. This is a short story, long version of this. And uh, he started out with a Kickstarter project. He wanted to get $50,000 to you know get a new camera, hire an editor, and actually do a real show. And uh, as of this morning, still seven days left, he's got like $120,000 uh, pledged because people really like him. But one of the things, if you pledge $100 uh, or no, if you, yeah, if you pledge $100 or more, he will tear out a pl- page from Moby Dick and send you a blackout poem <laughs> on it, where he, a redaction uh, poem, you know, where you black out. I get it, right. I get it now. End up with a poem. <laughs> That's what this makes me think of. See, wasn't it worth it? That- that is that is worth it. That's totally very clever. 
Very clever. I'm going to start doing That's going to be my new genre, my oeuvre, blackout poetry, redaction poetry. There you go. All right. Uh, so let's talk about the uh, the general sense of uh, effects. Did you do yeah. any? Do, tell, talk about the uh, the effects in this film. I don't know a whole lot about the effects of this film, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. All right, I did good listen, story. I, good I did story. listen to the commentaries for this one, but unfortunately, uh, as wonderfully fun as they are to listen to, they're really useless at giving out a lot of interesting <laughs> information. It's a lot of fun, though. They're they're having a great time. <laughs> that is, uh, I can uh, totally uh, yes, totally those, see that those foul mouthed Brits. <laughs> well, I you know I the 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 gore is pretty good. You know it is, and actually they do use. I, I you know, they talked about it a little bit. I guess they use um, some real effects and then some CG effects. Yeah. A perfect example is when Mary, the um, poor sad little zombie in the garden, falls who, on the table. Falls post. on the not on whatever That's, that thing yeah. is, like the umbrella post yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She falls on that and has a huge hole stuck in her. Um, that's a mix of real effects and CG. And um, yeah, they do that quite a bit, but I think there's a lot of both and obviously all the zombie makeup effects and yeah. everything. Um, you know, it's it's done in a really fun way. The zombies, you know, I for the most part, they're not too overdone. They're done pretty simply. Yeah. And uh, I... Yeah, I think it's all very effective. It works really well. One of the things about the uh, the effects, you know, you, you're right. It it works really really well because the way you know uh, many zombie movies, many of these horror movies, uh, particularly comedy horror movies, uh, they they have sort of a ramp up period where mm -hmm. you know the first and second act they get progressively more uh, vile, mm -hmm. and then in the third act it just sort of falls apart and. Um, uh, you know, you end up with the effects that are, that end up becoming really overdone. And I, I think the way the, uh, just the general, if you were to, for me at least, when you plot the effects in Shaun of the Dead, one of the things I really like about it that keeps it funny is that I, I don't know if it, if the effects start falling apart really early, like they get, they just end up being pulling effects stunts really early in the film when they start chucking records at the zombies and they stick in his head and, uh, <laughs> you know, those like and they're arguing over what records to throw, uh, right. uh, you know. I think because they set the pace so well, finally, when uh, what's his name, the um, stick in the mud David. boyfriend, David gets get yeah, David gets pulled out the window and they yank his legs off <laughs> and fall <laughs> back and then start beating the rest of the zombies with his legs. <laughs> uh, somehow, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic it is it is really uh it, it's fantastic i it this is um i i feel like uh i think that i find this movie so approachable because it feels so much like a movie i would have been involved with in my younger days i feel like i would be involved in it right, right now <laughs> i'm like oh let's go make it <laughs> it's just so fun i mean i think that's what it is about it is it just everything about it just reeks fun you know, it's all so silly. You've got these, you know, the wonderfully, you know, mild mannered British mother who's <laughs> who's been bitten. But but she's tucking the tissues in her sleeve so that she can hide the blood because she just doesn't want to trouble anybody, you know. 
<laughs> it's I mean, just all of those things are just uh and then you've got, you know, the 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 stepdad who <laughs> you know, Bill Nye as the stepdad. Bill Nye. I mean, oh he's, my word. Uh, if he's not one of the just best British actors out there. What is he doing in this movie? Uh, he's <laughs> he's stealing the show. That's what he's doing. Totally. I you know, he is uh I all I, I, I his is one of the uh, one of my favorite character voices from uh, or characters from from uh, you know the Harry Potter. Mm. It opens and on I think it's uh, seven it's seven part one or seven part two. It opens on his mouth. These are dark times, <laughs> you know, and you see the spit coming out of his mouth. I can't I couldn't believe he was in this movie. Yeah, it's so great seeing him in this. It's just so great. <laughs> I love Truly. Uh, let's see. Uh, so, uh, uh, Martin Freeman. Yes, he's got a wonderful cameo in it. Wonderful cameo. Martin Freeman uh, is uh, uh, coming up. Uh, he's, the star of my 2012 Best Picture it, prediction. I was just going to bring that up. The star <laughs> of The Hobbit. He is uh, going to play the young Bilbo in The Hobbit. He is also um, uh, Dr. Watson. In the fantastic BBC version of Sherlock. Yes. Uh, and let's see. The other performance that I really liked is um, that of uh, Lucy Davis. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I just love her. Truly, she is uh, adorable. And I was absolutely addicted to The the Office, the uh, original uh, British office. And she had a great bit in Studio 60. She did. Oh, she was so great. She was one of the writers. Yep, wasn't yep. she? Yeah, she was terrific in that in that series. Um, uh, yeah, boy, I'm trying to think of other other really standout sort of um, characters I've seen before. Well, I think Penelope Wilton, who plays the mom, the mother, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's been just in uh, everything, and if you go over to England, she's been in all of it. Yeah. I mean, she was in Woody Allen's film Match Point. She was in Pride and Prejudice. She's been in Doctor Who. She's been she's in Downton Abbey. Uh, you know, I mean, and, and then if you go back, you know, she's been in just ridiculous number of films and TV projects. So she's been around the block, as they say. And uh, yeah, and then uh, you know, I think everyone else probably they just pulled from uh, from Spaced and and the other projects that they'd worked on. So what do we uh, what can we talk about uh, Edgar Wright uh, in in bringing this in his inspiration for this film? What did you figure out here? Well, I think it was you know he's clearly a fan of movies. You know he this is not a film where the camera just sits back and you don't notice it, right? This is a film where the camera is very active. It's just it's a very lively style of filmmaking where the audience is probably going to be aware of the fact that it's made as a movie. You know, you've got these really fast whip pans from one thing to another. You've got these fantastic little series of shots when he's uh, like when, you know, normally it's the sort of thing you see like in an action film when the, the heroes are getting all the weapons ready and it's quick cut, quick cut, mm -hmm. cut. 
as they as they cock the guns and as they they put them in their holsters and as they you know just all the different things that they do when they're getting ready you know he uses that same style you know like when Sean is getting ready to go to work and he's flushing the toilet and he's brushing his teeth and he's spitting and he's closing the mirror you know <laughs> like all those things and it's it's so silly but all of that lends to this this comedy style that Edgar Wright has in his filmmaking. It's a very lively style. And you can see it in this, in Hot Fuzz. You can see it in, um, ugh, what's the other movie that he made? The um, video game one. Oh, Scott Pilgrim. Scott, yeah, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, right. He's He just makes these really active films. And it's it's just a lot of fun to to see. And you can tell when you watch the movies that he really is having fun making them right right you know you i think the uh well i i agree with the the segment you talked about in the beginning you know watching him get ready for work the the one that i that i keep coming back to is the the segment where it where he's talking about what it's going to be like to go rescue his mother kill his stepdad yeah and go rescue everybody and then where they end up going and he keeps saying he says his plan and then uh, his, uh, oh gosh, uh, Ed says, uh, yeah, well, what about such and such? He says, oh, all right. And then they do the whole thing again. And each one of these little segments that they keep repeating about the story that will play out mm-hmm. as he's fantasizing about it uh, is that same sort of whip pan up, cut, whip pan side, yeah. left and right cut. It's so, so fast, uh, close up on the finger on the doorbell. Right. Uh, 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 pull back on the the mother with Ed and and uh, Sean running arm in arm as they sit down <laughs> and drink a cup of coffee on a settee out of a mug saying that says "What a genius I am!" Uh, and then and then again and again. Finally, they end up drinking beer, and there's just nothing nothing plays out uh, the way it should. Uh, and finally, you know, the zero to hero kind of payoff uh transformation final sort of transformation where he is confronted by the ultimate evil in the in the winchester and the uh the you know uh david comes out and says we've got a problem (laughs) (laughs) from the closet or from the back fuse room and the air the zombies start pouring into the into the place and he uh you know he's wrestling with the bartender right and as as queen as queen is now blares over and they start it's a sort of a dance <laughs> oh it is it's like a little music video it's like this choreographed you're like you're watching a musical it's a zombie musical as like the west side story of musicals instead of like snapping their fingers in the knife fight <laughs> that's right that's what it is but it doesn't end up playing out like that like there's it doesn't end up playing out like finishing the job you sort of expect the music to reach this sort of peak and crescendo and then somehow they'll kill all the zombies, but it just keeps getting worse for them, even to the <laughs> point where uh, Diane uh, throws a dart and hits his skull, and he's standing there with a dart sticking out of his head. It's him, it's, him being Sean. Sean, yeah, not the zombie. Uh, you know, it just keeps getting worse. Eventually, they're trapped, uh, and 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 he, you know, you just feel like, gosh, this guy has worked so hard to escape. Uh, both the metaphorical zombies of his life and the real zombies now that are in the bar and they just keep closing in. And I just love the framing of that final shot in the bar before they go down in the cellar uh, mm-hmm. where uh, they're all on the floor 
in the bar right over the cellar door and and the zombies are all reaching down over the bar and as yeah. as sort of funny as as the movie is it's just this kind of haunting you know you really think you can escape yeah uh, but you can't sorry you've worked so hard right right uh now, and and so how does the coda hit you at the uh, after the it's it's very cute i mean it's it's just it fits well with the nature of the comedy that they're doing here you know um, they, they get rescued. Um, I just love the whole tie in between Sean and his team and then his ex-girlfriend and her team, right? You know, that little bit, they get rescued. And then, you know, we, we find out that Ed, and actually we haven't even talked about Nick Frost, who's just, you know, fantastic. Yeah. Vulgar, we should, yes. a vulgar comedy genius in this but uh you know he's now a zombie living living in in uh sean's shed and and his life hasn't changed a bit nope he just goes out sean goes out and sits down with him and plays video games with him oh my word uh it's uh so you know you look at the in terms of the overall character arc you you know i sort of feel like even through the the course of the um uh I'm sorry. There's a segment where they're driving, getting distracted because I have the movie playing right now. <clears throat> and there's a segment where, you know, they're driving to rescue mom and uh, uh, they they run over a guy. Turns out he's already a zombie. So they're very relieved and they, they run and there's the, the, the camera pulls and and uh, um, uh, pulls up and it it's on a neighborhood watch sign and it says keep yeah. alert neighborhood watch but i think the neighborhood watch symbol is like a family of meerkats it is isn't that weird <laughs> what is up with the meerkats i don't know i uh, i always wonder that i'm like is that a standard sign in england yeah, I've never, <laughs> like they, never seen they have before. they have a bunch of meerkats as their as their like neighborhood lookout right <laughs> Well, anyway, so I distracted myself. It was the uh, so if you look at the character arc of Sean as he goes through the the course of this film, and then in the end of the code, after everybody is sort of the the story has resolved, he ends up with Liz. They are drinking tea. He goes out to play video games with his buddy, who is now a zombie and lives uh, chained at the neck uh, in the shed, and life is uh, back to normal. Mm-hmm. And what I find so wonderful about that is life is back to normal and the zombies have been sort of reintegrated into society after Z-Day and really <laughs> substantively nothing has changed. Right. Uh, which is, uh, you know, what what do we learn from Sean having gone through this experience? You know, I, I don't know what we're learning from Sean other than, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It's okay to go on and live a zombie life. <laughs> well, there's something to it, though. I mean, when you look at his, um, uh, you know, when you look at this transformation for him, and in many respects, what the zombie zombie day did for him was kickstart what Liz asked him to do all along, which was to just grow up. Mm-hmm. And he lost his mom and his stepdad and arguably his best friend. And the world that he knows is his... Uh, uh, roommate uh it's a it's a flatmate flatmate sorry they're in england (laughs) they're in england his flatmate uh he's lost everything and as a result of losing everything he ends up with the girl happy in a world as a grown-up yeah 
maybe. Yeah. yeah, I mean, their whole house is yeah. completely, it's the same house, but it's completely redone in a very grown-up style. Right. Yeah, he's got a... It's good. Happy uh, I, life. I quite liked it. I thoroughly enjoy this movie. I every time I watch it, I see more that is, uh, um, I see more that is uh, just really n- subtle, and the comedy is just really right on. Uh, and I, oh, I mean, there's just, uh, I don't know what it must be like to actually be British. Uh, would the stuff be <laughs> as funny? I don't know any. I wish I had like a. If we have any British listeners out here who really tell us what is everything I watch of this of this sort of style of British comedy is equally funny. Show me something that's not, because I'm telling you, uh, for people who are just, I don't know. I could go down. I could get in trouble. <laughs> You're gonna, yeah. Uh, it's it's just funny. They're it's so dry, and yet how is this so funny to me? I like, it just it's just so raw and perfect and subtle and new. All of these things all at once, and I uh, and it's just really expertly well done. It is. It is. I'm going to call you Captain Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I totally earned that. <laughs> i'm i love that I can, it's hard because you know there's like you're right there's it's uh there isn't a whole lot of kind of behind the scenes stuff on this film and i haven't spent a whole lot of time looking <laughs> <laughs> but uh i i'm really exuberant about this movie you know what they did do, which I, I actually didn't look at, but they actually made a few comic strips, which are on the DVD, and I, I feel like I did watch them at one point, but uh, like when I first got the DVD, uh, I don't know, eight years ago or seven years ago, whenever it was, they have these little comics that they they picked a couple characters. One details how Ed survived in the basement um, not being eaten but was able to survive so that he could go on and play video games with Sean in right. Sean's shed. The other one is about is about Diane and after David is pulled out of the window and ripped into pieces and she runs out with his leg to go, you know, for, I'm not sure what she's intending to do, put him back together totally. or something. But anyway, she apparently survives and it's it's a little story about how she survives. And then the third one is all about Mary, which they conveniently titled There's Something About Mary. And Mary is the girl in the garden who they, you know, the first zombie they really encounter. Right. And so this, it's her little story, That's which really is how funny. she first became a zombie and everything, which is it's kind of a fun little thing. So, I mean, if you're if you're really into this world that they've created, I mean, there are other little bits that they've put out there for fans to enjoy. It's, it's quite fun. You know what I didn't know about uh, about our man Nick Frost? What's that? This guy's everywhere. He was I, he was in uh, Adventures of Tintin. Yeah, he and Edgar Wright were the two. I'm uh, not Edgar Wright. He and Simon Pegg were the two uh, twin police officers. Yeah, Thompson, yeah. Thompson, and Thompson. Yeah, had no idea. Yeah, Snow White and the Huntsman. Oh, I didn't know he's, he was going to be in that. Gus. Fantastic. Not a character name I would expect in a movie like Snow White. Gus. <laughs> Snow. <laughs> he was the other prince who didn't quite get there in time. <laughs> oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. No, this is that's fantastic. So we're gonna do hot fuzz next week. Is that the plan? 
Yes, we are. Was I not supposed yes, to say that? No, I All already right. said it earlier. Oh, good. Well, okay. So we're going to do Hot Fuzz next week, which is also a, um, which is uh, the uh, spiritual sequel. Yes, yes. Before we go, I, yeah. I have to. There's a few a few funny lines that I have oh, to say. Oh yeah, all right. Because no, they good. just make me laugh. Uh, the first one, it's a scene when Sean is buying flowers for his mom, and the the wonderful shopkeeper is offering him two cards. <laughs> she's like, "Would you like a card with that?" And he's just <laughs> like, "Yeah." And she's like, well, "We've got this one. What a wonderful mum, or something like that." And then the other one, or. Oh, Pow, super mom. <laughs> oh, I just want a card that says pow, super mom. That I could, with like a big like Batman, you know, explosion that I could give to my mom. Because that's just so funny. Totally. Pow, super mom. <laughs> and then the, um, uh, <laughs> when <laughs> Philip, the stepdad who's, who's bitten, uh, you know, the mom is just like, well, they're all a, we were attacked. They were all a bit bitey, <laughs> and then, and then, Bill Nye just so wonderfully is just oh. you know just sitting there on the on the sofa. He's just like, "I'm quite all right, Barbara. I ran it under a cold." Tap. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, the scene that that lights me up. As long as we're talking about favorite lines, uh, it, it's actually the whole scene when he and Liz are talking in the very beginning of the movie. Uh, and they start talking about Ed and about uh, David and Di, who right. are sitting right there. Yeah, which is a fan, not... that's another fantastic way the film was made because you think you're just having a conversation <laughs> intimately between these two people. Exactly. Uh, what is it? It's um, uh, just with Ed here. It's no wonder I always bring my flatmates out, and then that only exacerbates things. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you... <laughs> well, you guys hardly get on, do you? No, what does exacerbate mean? <laughs> and then it comes back to it, the exacerbate bit. Uh, look, I don't get what the telly says. All right, we have to get out of here. If we don't, they'll tear us to pieces, and that will really exacerbate things for us. <laughs> it is That's perfect. So funny. It How's is that perfect. for a slice of fried gold? <laughs> yeah, boy! <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Big Al it's... says so. Yeah, but Big Al says dogs can't look up. <laughs> oh, it's oh. derailing. It is. It is really know, great. It is. It's a fantastic one. <laughs> it's just a fantastic one. Captain right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, 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 my. Where, uh, where can if, if as if they would care to? Where would they want to find you, Andy? Remove the head and destroy the brain. <laughs> Sorry, he says he wasn't feeling very well, Pete. Oi, prick! <laughs> He's not in. <laughs> oh my god, this is a great film. Okay, um, so uh, where are they going to find you if they wanted to At... find you online? At the movie monkey, if they want to, on the Twitter, on the Twitter, on the Twitter, uh, you can and Twitter me at the movie monkey, or you can Facebook me at the movie monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've been drinking, but I haven't. Yeah, no, it really <laughs> sounds sounds it. I, 
clearly just been Oi. having too much fun with this one. Oi, prick! <laughs> He's not in. He's not in. Um, I, and I am Pete Wright uh, on the Twitter and Pete Wright on the Facebook and, you know, pretty much everywhere. You can make sure you find the show at rushpixel.tv. And uh, let's see, subscribe in iTunes and... We are available on Stitcher Smart Radio. You can grab the show on your Stitcher Smart Radio app on your iPad, iPhone, Android phone, uh, Kindle Fire. If you've got a mobile device, you can download the Stitcher Smart Radio app and catch up with all of your favorite shows. Uh, So I think that's all I have to say uh, about the matter. Am I forgetting anything? Yeah, boy! Oh, man. (laughs) I I think we're good. I've been podcasting since 2006. In that time, I've tried countless hosting platforms. But in August 2022, we switched to Transistor to power all of our shows here at True Story FM. And it's been a game changer. I love the Transistor allows unlimited podcasts and storage without extra charges. We can publish so much content. And we do. If you want to start up a podcast, do yourself a favor and host your show on Transistor. With their one-click publishing, you can get your new show onto all the major podcast directories effortlessly. And their website builder lets you quickly build custom sites for each show. The detailed analytics are invaluable, too. You can access all kinds of listener data anytime. Oh, and the versatile players allow you to embed episodes anywhere to reach new listeners. Plus, the team behind Transistor is super responsive and keeps making the platform even better. After using countless hosting services over 15 plus years, Transistor has been hands down the best podcast partner for us. If you want a hosting platform to take all the worry out of getting your podcast out into the world, go to thenextreel.com slash Transistor and check it out. Support our show and support your own show by going to thenextreel.com slash transistor. Start growing your podcast today.